0: Welcome to Diversity Unlocks Discovery, an IAB UK podcast series in partnership with Meta. Hello, and welcome to this IAB UK podcast Diversity Unlocks Discovery in partnership with Meta. I'm your host, Sophia Haynes, and I head up our diversity and inclusion work here at the IAB. And this is the third episode in our mini series where we explore diversity and inclusion in digital advertising. Our aim is to pull apart some of the things that are preventing the digital advertising sector from being more inclusive and as a result how we change things for the better. So today marks the first episode of 2023 and we're going to kickstart the year looking at how diversity can unlock discovery when it comes to disability. Speaking to me today I'm excited to be joined by Meta's Carrie Timms, Director of Global Customer Marketing across EMEA with a significant career working at brands such as Unilever and Nestle and also creator model Clara Holmes, known on the socials as Roland Funky. Clara has worked with Boots, bravissimo, and Tesco, where she launched a clothing collection with F&F, and she featured in Vogue more than once, so some major claims to fame. In our conversation, we talk about visible and invisible disabilities, the value of creators who can connect infinitely better with this audience, and why it's actually often society that needs fixing, not the people. But first, I started by asking Carrie where her personal passion for D&I lies, and why it matters so much to her.
1: This subject matters actually deeply for me because I have an amazing six-year-old daughter called Millie who is profoundly deaf and wears cochlear implants. And I have to say having a disabled child has opened up the world to me in many interesting and amazing ways. And I definitely see the world to a different lens prior to having than I did prior to having my daughter. She is fantastic. But one of the things that really has struck me on the journey I've been on with her is the fact that I think every child and every individual really should have the same access to opportunities, to respect, to care as anyone really. And I believe that as a society and as an industry, whilst we have made progress, whilst things are changing, there is still a lot of work that we have to do. And that really is one of the premises of the Meet the Billion series, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later on, how to ensure that everything that we're doing as advertising as brands, we're baking in DEI and we're baking in inclusion.
0: Yeah, so it's that first-hand experience that's really absolutely sort of changed your perspective or opened it up. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I guess it would be great to hear from you, Clara. You're one of the Meet the Billion creators, and again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But can I just ask you how d plays out in your career and the role that you have and the work that you do?
2: First of all, I would like to thank you both for having me here with you today, having this conversation. I think it's important to have such positive conversations that people can really tune into and kind of connect. With. Yeah. For me, it was always about me sharing my lived experience and hopefully inspire and kind of also educate and kind of open up the eyes to people that do not have people around them that has ability. Mm. You know, so many people like kind of overlook things when you don't necessarily have to deal with it yourself. Absolutely. Or if you don't know it and have a family member Mm, like you do mm. like you know has a disability that opens your eyes that first time you know through fresh eyes Mm. kind of thing and I feel like by me doing me and sharing pushing forward like like really pushing forward to accomplish my dreams it kind of also helps others be seen Mm. and be seen in a sense that we can offer so many valuable things to the world to employment to society to one another and just to, for people to know that we are here yeah and it is you know we're an asset we're not something that takes away yeah. but we're something that kind of enriches and will help each other as in humanity I think it's important I think it's vital to be honest and it has been hurdles. I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. But I kind of, yeah, I just kind of get on with it in a way. But but I also know that what I'm doing, I'm helping others, kind of helping the fact that I'm doing it and I'm persevering, that the other person might not have to persevere as hard.
0: Yes perhaps you could tell our listeners a little bit about your story and your experience as you became disabled previously you hadn't encountered some of the challenges that you now see as a wheelchair user so that they can understand how this experience has shaped you and the work that
2: you do. Yeah I was 25 when it happened so I was in my mid-20s like you I did not have an idea about my condition. I had so many symptoms, but I was never diagnosed with my disability. I never knew that I even had this condition. It was misdiagnosed and and unfortunately people with eds there's a lot of time this happens unfortunately where people are misdiagnosed and it's only when their mobility gets more severe as time goes on that their diagnosis and even the struggle and the journey of getting that diagnosis Mm. itself i was a wheelchair user for two and a half years before i was actually given a diagnosis given a name could you imagine Mm. how that feels like Mm. so yeah i've had that barrier of that I've had to overcome as in, in a sense of, you know, I was not disabled, then I became disabled, didn't know why, having that frustration, having that lack of understanding of why my body is yeah. fighting and working against me, to then knowing, okay, this is my condition, I have Alice Danoff syndrome. This is the reason why I'm a wheelchair user. And then where do I go from here as well? And look and how do I look towards the future when for so long all I needed was a diagnosis and now I've got the diagnosis. I don't even know, is there a future? (laughs) Yeah. You know, because that's not the future that I envisaged for myself. It was a hard journey. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. It was five years of dark life dark just seeing black no light Mm. no bright no future just dark of not because disability is a bad thing or it's a dark place Mm -hmm. just the fact of the adjustment right for me because i didn't expect it but then once i've accepted that my new normal my new way of life which was a journey in itself as i said i had five dark years i was just like okay this is me now this is me now. Who am I? Look at myself in the mirror. I actually look at myself. Yeah. So many times we look in the mirror and we kind of gloss over. But I actually had to look at myself. I was like, this is what my body looks like now. My yeah. my, my figure has changed. Everything has changed. And I was like, okay, not too bad. And it's just little stepping stones yes. of love, learning to love that person back in, you know, that was looking back at me in the mirror. Um, yeah. Something that I, you know, I never I was never full of confidence. Right. And you know had great self-esteem beforehand so it kind of really knocked me right but i could safely say now years on i'm the most confident and the happiest that i've ever been in my life i look back at the time when i wasn't disabled and i can't say that, that at that time i was how i feel now so yeah has it if anything it's made me better yeah yeah, you've seized life with both hands. Yeah, you? You, yeah. you know, you, my life was literally turned upside down mm. and I learned how to move forward and persevere yeah, and research. just kind of know that this isn't it. And yes, I'm disabled, but I could still live, not just exist. Yes, yeah. And once I realised that, okay. I started living. I and that. I love that.
1: This is who I am Yeah, today. amazing. I'm so pleased to <laughs> be love it. The energy's in the room. <laughs> and it's so true what you say as well. I often say to people, and I think you asked me about my daughter before we started recording, I often talk about the fact that to me it's that phrase about thriving, not surviving. I want her to thrive. I want her to experience everything, to have the best self-esteem. And I think as you were saying, Sophia, earlier, it's not about her adjusting herself. She's perfect as she is. It's about society and everybody else. Making the changes, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that requires people to notice, <laughs> understand, <laughs> understand, observe, and then make adjustments yeah. and for society to adapt yeah. to that point. So, so maybe. It would be a good time to talk a little bit about Meet the Billion yes. and what it is, what the initiative is. Can you uh, tell us, Carrie? Absolutely. In
1: a nutshell, Meet the Billion is aiming to shine a light on the one billion disabled people globally who, let's be honest, are not currently being adequately served by our industry. And what we did was we undertook a piece of research that was based on new consumer insights. We worked with YouGov to develop this and it features interviews and contents from creators like the amazing Clara and aims to like I say really shine a light and if I kind of have to boil down what the premise is of Meet the Billion it really is about this idea that as brands and advertisers there are ways to reach new and valuable audiences and grow your business and that's what everyone wants to do at the end Mm -hmm. of the day by serving this community and baking inclusion and serving disabled audiences as simple as that and, and everything we do that's what we're trying to achieve
0: brilliant and speaking from having like perused the content there's some beautiful great videos and case studies and yeah. Clara obviously you feature as one of the creators and it just gives you that really interesting insight of somebody who is either a wheelchair user yeah. somebody who has down syndrome who's Absolutely. creator someone who's deaf how they see the world yes. why their message matters and how they can sort of support and amplify and Absolutely. help brands to connect better with audiences Absolutely
1: absolutely it's
0: really genuinely eye-opening like i suggest to, to listeners just to go and have a look at some of those case studies even just look at one of them yeah i think it could just make you think slightly it's isn't it? definitely absolutely
2: here to enrich you know any today as people on this planet we are all different no one is the same everyone has a different talent yeah and that is, you know and i think that just because you have a physical or mental mm. disability because not all disabilities are visual true. that doesn't mean that you can't enrich yeah. society you are not have any value because mm. you do have value yeah. we all have value yeah. you don't have to stick to a particular yeah. box we all have to learn from each other 100% and one of the ways that we have to learn is about one of the things we have to learn from each other is compassion mm. we can't do that if we're all the same no totally
1: true and it would be boring <laughs> it would be So I say to my daughter <laughs> that's so true <laughs> We don't all want to be the same.
0: (laughs) And so on the point, Carrie, there's lots of stats to say Mm. it, it makes business sense for brands to be more inclusive. I've been saying that in our yeah. inclusion work yeah. at the yeah. IB for years. Yes. There's loads of stats from, yep. you
1: know, Harvard Business School to yes. all of them. Take your pick almost, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but
0: what is it that you sort of feel... I mean, you've worked in yeah. brands. What yes. do you feel is the really sort of compelling part there? Yeah,
1: I mean, I would say, and I've, aside from this disability agenda, there's a lot of work I did in my previous company around race as well. So I've always felt very connected to the DI agenda in various ways. And one of the things that I always talk about, and to your point, Sophia, is that sometimes when we talk about this space, kind of approach it through the lens of the moral compass. And obviously, it's a moral imperative for all the reasons that Clara has described. But even if you put that to one side and you put your cold, you know, cold-hearted business hat on, it's a business imperative, actually. It makes smart business sense to be inclusive. And some of the things that we saw in this research and in a multitude of other places is the fact that we see that, for example, roughly 40% of disabled audiences would actively choose A brand that uses diverse creators and begs DEI into everything they do versus brands that don't. We also know from various studies that actually inclusive advertising makes your business perform better. So I think there was one study that said on average over a two-year period, you saw a 44% improvement in stock price if you are inclusive. We also know that from a preference point of view, again, I made that point earlier, that 83% of people will actively choose a brand that has inclusive, that advertises in an inclusive way. So I think the stats are all there, as I keep saying. It's not even so much about the moral imperative, although of course it's the right thing to do. Yeah, It just... It's small business sense, it's, really. It's well backed up. Um, yeah. Well,
0: well, you know, and, you know, it's the Law, Disability Equality Act. There's lots yeah. of reasons why we need to be more inclusive. Yeah. And obviously our industry has an opportunity to Absolutely. shape that. And it's interesting. So the All In Census, which was a survey mm-hmm. of the advertising industry, of the people who work in the industry, mm-hmm. looked at all manner of D&I issues yeah. around, you know, mm-hmm. how people whether people were in a particular group whether they felt included yeah. what challenges they were facing and it brought up lots of things yeah. from you know different neurodiversity mm. from lgbtq plus in disability again that was yeah. an issue there were people who were feeling less included and yes. as a result one in five were like to leave their company yeah. those sorts of numbers are not good and if, if the numbers aren't right of the people working within the industry yeah. then the challenges that the decisions that they are making on a daily basis Absolute, won't reflect that absolutely what I think is heartwarming, though, is what we're talking about, which it can be your sort of connection with somebody. Mm. If you have someone in your life yeah. or someone you know yeah. who is experiencing a disability, whether it's visible or not visible, yeah. you can make those
1: calls. You can say, well, why aren't we putting captions on I this? I think you're absolutely right. And that, I often talk about that, actually, as that in this space that we're in, and obviously specifically disability, which we're talking about today the work needs to be done not just in front of the camera, representation is so important, of course, but also behind the camera to ensure that we are being authentic in everything we do. And to your point, Sophia, the key for me is having that voice at the table, right? Because nobody will give you a better authentic perspective than the person who has a lived experience, right? So we need to look at our hiring practices in the industry. We need to ensure that those voices on the table who can tap us on the shoulder or who can point out a perspective that we might not be able to see, the blind spot that we may have, I think it's critical.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's a famous saying that nothing for us without us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's imperative that we have people behind the scenes making the decisions at the table. We we, we don't want them just at the door looking in. We need them around the table making decisions. You know, diversity starts from the top, Mm go right down. What you see visually in front of the camera is meant to be a mere representation of what's going on behind it Mm -hmm. and the decision making from the boardroom (laughs) right down from the creative team Mm -hmm. from who's even doing the shoot to the person that's doing job interviews. Like, you're meant to see and reflect that diversity that you're trying to say you are for yeah. we have this law but unfortunately we are lacking yeah. when it comes to the work on the ground mm, definitely and uh,
0: yeah absolutely and there's so much that can be done i think meet the billion is a brilliant way to sort of bring that to life yeah. and the work that you're doing clara so maybe we can come on to that now in terms of you know your experiences you've worked as i mentioned with some amazing people Brands, you've done collaborations, you've done some fantastic work. You know, there's lots of good stuff. And I guess I'm kind of interested in some of the challenges you've experienced. Have there been some challenges when you've worked with brands that you've had to overcome or help educate or change minds, which is obviously a really good thing because it's not bad to fail? I mean, obviously, it's not great to experience it, but if change can be made afterwards, it's a good thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember doing a shoot with a brand and when I went to the place, it had stairs. Right. And I was like, first thing through the door, stairs. Yeah. Twelve flights of stairs. Huh. Oh. And I was like, this is not just like a step. <laughs> this is like a flight. I was like, um. Ah. Yeah. And they were like, do you know what? We didn't even. Don't. It just didn't even really like they go through the door every day. Yeah. It was their offices, and they go through the door every day, and yet they didn't know that they actually up, yeah. go upstairs. And then we had to do the fitting mm-hmm. in a shop. Down the high street, in their changing room. Mm. (laughs) Like, I was like, okay. You know, they were nice enough to let that happen. Mm. I've also had castings. They said, oh yeah, we want a very diverse set of people that's part of Mm -hmm. this ad. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, I've gone to this casting. There's loads of people. Mm -hmm. I see loads of diversity. Mm -hmm. I'm the only wheelchair user. They did not think that I need to get in the building. So I had my casting in a coffee shop. Wow. You know, it's the little details. Like yes. they're doing good yeah. by wanting to be inclusive. But the mere fact is yeah. that I was there to tick the box and yet they couldn't even fill the box ticking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that is really frustrating because you know, for a casting, you want to be on your best yeah. performance. You're there yeah. to do what you do best yeah. and yeah. already you're feeling on the back
1: foot. Yeah, which
0: is so unfortunate yeah. because yeah, I would say the intention I get it. <laughs> But it's no
2: surprise, given, as you
0: say, well, maybe it was destiny, not to if they weren't ready for you,
2: And that's the way I look at it. When things, like, don't work out, they're clearly, they're not ready. Yeah. And in these circumstances, they weren't ready. I mean, the prior one, I actually got the job. I had to do the fitting for the shoot. The shoot was two days later, but they didn't think like the shoot location itself all everything was perfect okay yeah. the casting for that was perfect but the fitting wasn't yeah. it lacked yeah. and it's just lacked because the person, as we said the people behind yes. the company, nobody thought exactly oh, that yeah exactly that you know exactly
1: that we've invited her to the, our yeah. offices and it's, there's no yeah, lift. Yeah. It's like the lack of lived experience, isn't it? That's it is. Thing. And it, that's why behind the camera, you need those voices. You know? yeah, yeah, you need the If there was somebody else in the office who had a disability, yeah. they
2: would have flagged it up.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, I put my hands up for a situation where we had an event, we were hosting a venue. I knew I wanted it mm. to be accessible, step-free access for delegates who may need mm. to use that. Asked if the venue did, they did. Yeah. But my due diligence ended there. Mm. And what I didn't realise was it was a back entrance. Mm. It was quite it was raining on the day like today yeah. and it was a not very nice experience for those people that use that yeah. entrance and that was my, I mean this yeah. was years ago and I learned from it and I would never make that mistake again and you have to go to the nth degree to make sure yeah. that you have done your homework if you're serious about this. Yeah. So moving on we know that you know whilst we said there have been some challenges with brands, there are some brands who are doing it right, who are working well, who are yeah. you know making significant strides forward I'd love to hear some of those from your perspective maybe I can
2: start with you Clara you want to talk about yeah I mean currently I have a active wear edit being able to have things like that that is amazing because like you know if I saw this when I first came disabled I'm like I probably wouldn't have those five years of darkness. Now, the the hope that other people in that situation won't have that because they can see someone like myself and others who are doing things and they can feel like this is the beginning of my new life rather than then the ending of the life that I knew. And that's, what's important. And there's so many different brands that I've worked Mm -hmm. with, like, you know, Boots, Bravismo, you know, all these different, you know, campaigns. I did something with Indeed recently as well about employment. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, even campaigns like that, it's so important for people to have the knowledge about workplace barriers. Mm. They don't understand, like, the travel to get to somewhere, you know. like I live in London, but at the same time, not all the stations are accessible. Buses are not necessarily, you know, always the answer. And... And that means you're getting taxis everywhere. Mm. I literally live in a taxi. (laughs) Like, if you see my stories, I'm always in a taxi. Taxi here, I'm like, I've literally given up on, like, underground system. So majority of the time I'm getting around, it is by taxi, and you've got to think about, like, if it's rush hour, that's going to cost more because they put a premium on it. These are the workplace barriers that people... especially with physical disability, but even not only that, but people that suffer from anxiety Mm. as well, like, you know, those hidden disabilities. If you've got these workplace barriers, you're making it very difficult for disabled professionals to get to work. That's just getting to work. Then when you're getting there, if you're the only one there and you've got some people in the office that, again, they don't have disabled people enriching their lives and their knowledge, yeah they may not give you the same support as they would do if a colleague just fell over and hurt Mm -hmm. her leg. You know, they're like, oh, well, that's temporary, but yours is not. And it's like, they might not give you that same Mm. support. Mm. I feel like it is important for employers to, you know... Kind of help with those workplace barriers. Yeah. Working from home, it used to be a big thing. Like, oh no, we can't have yeah. it. Work. We, we we all found did a way. it. We all did we it. Did we way? not? Yeah. Like when it needs must, it was done, mm. and it was done for everyone around yeah. the world. Yeah. Right, and that could be one of the ways. Like, if somebody they're like, actually, I can't come in yeah. today. Is it okay? I work from home. That shouldn't be a problem. Right you know, and whether it's tax credits, whether it's getting the facilities, so many buildings, you can't actually physically get in the buildings. How do you go to the interview if you can't physically get in the building? Yeah. You know, even, and then you get in the building, but you don't have accessible toilets. Yeah, These are the things that... (laughs) disabled professionals face Mm. and i was so pleased to be asked by indeed to kind of help with this campaign Mm. and kind of front this and it really made the talking points the talking in my dms people discussing and talking through their lived experience it was heartbreaking to hear some of the and read some of the stories that people have experienced but i also know from my own personal lived experience Mm that i as I know that is the fact, and that is the case, and that unfortunately, that has happened. Yeah. So yeah, I've worked with so many brands, and by working with brands and being visible and people seeing, and just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I've been seen. I'm yeah. I am being seen, and so, so it so is important. so important. It's, so it's important. important for the person that has a disability, but it's also important for their family. Yeah. As you are yeah. a parent, yeah. to be like. It's okay, because yeah. there's... It's so true. You know, those content creators who are also yeah. deaf, and you know, and she, they're 100%. doing... percent Yeah, they're doing amazing <laughs> things. things. Exactly you know? that. Exactly so, that. yeah, that's one of the reasons why like, I decided to do what I do. I decided to go do blogging and yeah. social media influencing and then... Was sky by a modeling agency and then that my modeling career kind yeah. of took off of there as well yeah. but one of the reasons why i wanted to kind of open up myself and share mm. was the fact that i wanted people to be inspired and maybe aspire to do more yeah. and be able to be like do you know what i'm gonna live yeah, yeah. i'm fed up of existing mm. i am gonna live i'm i can do this yes. And yeah, right. that. yeah
0: role modelling. Love Brilliant. That. Brilliant. Love Leading that. that example. <laughs> yeah. And to you, Carrie, in terms of brands that you've seen do good things, I mean, it doesn't have to be the specific brands, it can just be the
1: kind of yeah. impact, whatever. I mean, it's kind of a couple of thoughts come to my mind in a similar vein to towards Clara sharing. One of the brands I have to reference, I have to give a shout out to you, is Mattel. Without wishing to uh, stereotype, I have two girls and I spend a lot of time with dolls. And Mattel, towards the end of last year, brought out a Barbie doll with a hearing aid. And I actually posted about. About it on LinkedIn, as one of the most liked posts I did of last year, because I was talking about how my six-year-old daughter, on her birthday, got this doll. And to your point, Clara, seeing yourself reflected, the mental. Positivity and the impact of seeing yourself represented in a doll, right? Where hitherto, you know, she's playing with the stereotypical blonde doll, you know, it was huge and immense. And you can't overstate the importance of that representation piece. I think Mattel do a terrific job, not just with deafness, but just, you know, in recent times, the breadth and depth of diversity they're representing. I would also give a shout out to Unilever, my previous company. I think they've done some amazing things with some of their brands. So, one example that comes to mind is rex i think it's called shore in the uk which in i think 2021 they designed this adaptive deodorant that was designed specifically for disabled people last year they jumped it into the metaverse they had this thing called the degree metathon and they were featuring all this amazing kind of scenery 26.2 miles of amazing scenery but including accessible architecture including inclusive avatars so i think they've done just a really terrific job in terms of embracing and normalising the fact that actually... Inclusion should be the norm, right? It should be. It just should be the way that brands go about business. So those are the two I'd call out. <laughs>
0: that's really interesting. The metaverse being a really interesting space. Mm. I know we had Zara Tatu yes. on the podcast, the first series of this, where we talked about that and how it can be designed absolutely so much more
1: at cleverly. The, at the outset. At the yeah, outset. Totally, totally. I think that's some, some of the challenges that we have is that sometimes we're trying to address things too far down the line. And with the metaverse, with the opportunities that promises in the future, I mean, we're talking 10 years away now, now is the time that we can start to think inclusively and bake in, like, broad representations as we are helping to build it. And then we've had some examples. We did some work with the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games where, again, we used virtual reality to create these immersive experiences that were bringing to life what it was like to be a Paralympian athlete. And I think the opportunity that technology brings in terms of breaking down barriers, in terms of driving accessibility, is something that I get very excited about. Sounds
0: great. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that the research showed that over a third of the disabled audiences who took part in the Meet the Billion research, they talked about brands being absolutely critical in changing these you know, representations and making things better. So I guess... As a really
1: sort of short Mm. thought, what do brands need to do? How do they need to change? Gosh, it's like, I think sometimes in in this DEI space, and specifically, obviously, we're talking about disability today, you can almost feel overwhelmed with the amount of materials and resources coming at you. So I would always say, keep it simple. And I've talked already about the behind the camera element in terms of looking at hiring practices and changing hiring practices. I think leaders as well in organisations, leaders like myself, need to be in a position where you are advocating and championing disabled colleagues in the manner that Clara's describing. I also think that sometimes you've just got to work with people, right? Work with diverse range of creators, work with the spectrum of audiences that we have available to us. So my advice would be work with diverse creators like Clara, you know, talk to them, listen to them, do stuff with them, you know. That would be a basic but very important step in terms of driving authentic representation, in my view.
2: For you, Clara, what would you like to see from brands? I mean, I couldn't say better <laughs> myself, <I mean>. honey. <laughs> like, no, because that's exactly it. You know, like work with creators, mm. work with disabled professionals. Mm. You know, the Purple Pound let's can we can just touch on the purple pound for a second that's like 149 billion pounds a year Great why point. are you not tapping it's into right that point. audience and get we're meant to be in like cost of living yeah. crisis yeah try and get some of that money yeah. this is expenditure of the purple pound but people are like this is not really working for me I don't feel yeah. represented and they yeah. are withdrawing it's so true you know businesses you need us as well yes as much <laughs> as we need you to represent us yeah it's a kind of like a two-way street yeah for sure you know so and you know this as I said lots of brands doing great great things out there I've worked with so many of them I can't even list all of them at the moment Mm. my mind's gone blank (laughs) (laughs) but it is imperative that when they are talking to the audience Mm. when I mean talking via advertising and advertisement whether it's on the radio whether it's on the television whether it's on social media that the audience feels represented they feel like you are for them yeah Perfect, so. Just go out there, speak to them. If you don't know what to do, like I advocate, what well, I do advocacy, mm. I can yeah. help you. Yeah. Like, and there's so many. Do you want some advice? Contact people, mm. but also make sure you pay them for yep. their yep. time. Like, don't just ask them to do work and it's work. not charity work. It's yeah. not charity work. This is work, work, yeah. like, real work. <laughs> like, and I
0: think I heard you speaking at a previous event, Clara, and you sort of said, you know. Not knowing or being worried about saying you know, this is something we talk about a lot in diversity. People mm-hmm. don't always know the right terms. They're yeah. worried they'll say the wrong thing. That is not enough of an excuse, no. or that is not, that no. is no excuse. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can work with creators yes. who can educate yeah. you, help yeah. you deliver your message, and set you right, basically. Yeah. So there's yeah. sort
2: of no reason not to. No, there's absolutely none. I mean, I didn't add, you know, and they wanted me to use a particular. They wanted me to use. I said, I'm not using that phrase. Mm-hmm. I'm not using that. I'm disabled. I'm a disabled. I'm going to say, they didn't want me to use the word disabled. They wanted me to use the word person with disabilities. They wanted me to scrap that out, edit it, basically start again. I was just like, no, and I'm not going to say that. I refuse. I'm not saying that. Right. Each individual has a decision on how they want to be referred to. Mm. But I, as a disabled person, is not going to be told Mm. that I should not describe my community and myself, how I Mm -hmm. think it is the correct way to, that now, I use persons with disability. Mm. I use disabled person. Mm. And that is a choice that everybody has. But I am not going to put it... Be like, no, this is wrong. This is because it's not wrong. No. There isn't a way. In, I've been to some countries, they don't even say they call it persons with determination. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and actually, I'm, like, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'm determined. Hey, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm determined. okay. <laughs> Have you seen me when I want to go at something? I'm
0: and finally, you know, we want this podcast to be actionable for people to take something away. What one thing would you recommend a listener? do on the back of this or think about
1: for the rest of today it's a great question my answer speaks to something that clara said earlier about being open to educating yourself and learning essentially so in business what i tend to say to my team is i recognize that all of us are coming at various situations from positions of privilege and we all have blind spots so just create an environment where people are able and willing to call out your blind spots i often say to my team feel free to tap me on the shoulder with in any aspect of dei including disability tap me on the shoulder, point out my blind spot and that way, that's how we all get better. So that'd be my one advice for folks in the industry. (laughs) Great
0: tip. Thank you. And you, Clara, is there one thing that you'd encourage people to do?
2: I would encourage people who are listening to this podcast today to check out your disabled content creators. They're doing amazing work. Love that. People that you may not even know, never even heard of, like just put it, disabled influence, disabled bloggers, You know, into the search on your social media platform. They're always, we always kind of hashtag ourselves in some various way and just diverse your timeline. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Love
0: that. Great. (laughs) Love that. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant talking to you both. Thanks for coming in. Thanks Thanks for for having having us. Uh, Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Well, I really enjoyed that energy and that conversation with Clara and Carrie because. We covered so much ground, some of the stats, some of the personal experiences from Carrie's perspective, being parent to a deaf child, from Clara's perspective, using a wheelchair, how we can see the world differently if we just make that connection. And I think that's what Meet the Billion does. It really brings it to life, it lets you get a better understanding of different people's experiences and helps you to understand how what you're doing in your day job in the office but also in the work that you're outputting can be adapted and improved and enhanced if you just think a bit more broadly so thank you for listening today if you enjoyed please share and subscribe or share it with someone who needs a little bit of a diversity boost and you can find out more about what we're doing at iabuk.com forward slash diversity We'll see you soon for our next episode where we'll be talking about Ramadan. Diversity unlocks discovery, an IAB UK podcast series in partnership with Meta.